You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 35, Megan Weinzerl of Artista Apparel. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. This week on the podcast, we have polewear designer and business owner, Megan Weinzerl. After taking a couple of weeks off from recording the podcast to move from Los Angeles to Austin, Texas, I thought it would be rad to kick things back off with a guest from my new hometown. So on this episode, we talk about what inspired Megan to start her polewear company, Artista, back in 2014, the real deal behind being a full-time pole dance boss babe, and we get a little political as she shares why she feels it's so important to include dancers of all shapes, ethnicities, and gender in her brand. And don't forget to check out Megan's post-podcast interview on the blog at poleparlor.com where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. And while you're there, you should sign up for the Pole Parlor newsletter. I promise I am too damn busy to slink into your inbox more than once a month, so no fear of email abuse. So now, here is Megan. Well, my little brother's raising hell, living down in Texas. Probably ought to ban jail from the stories that he tells. Whiskey nights and rodeo, the strippers down in Austin. He's had himself some real good times, fake Welcome, Megan Weinzerl, to Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Good. Hi, Crimson. How are you? So good. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we'll jump right on in. For how long have you been polling and how did you first discover pole dance? I started polling in 2011, but I'm a lifelong dancer. I started ballet when I was two years old. Um, there's a story about me throwing a fit at a cousin's recital, uh, insisting to be put on stage, um, being hauled out of the place by my mom. Uh, <laughs> we, we quickly discovered dance was something that spoke to me. Um, so that was part of my life growing up. And then uh, after college and all of that, was wanting to get back into dancing and friend of mine, very typical story, a friend of mine got a group upon and said, hey, I know you'll try this with me. And I said, you're right, I will. <laughs> and, uh, you know, fell in love right away. It's, it's just such an awesome, empowering activity and uh, world to be a part of. Yeah. Where is this? Where did you first start? Is this in Austin? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. had, uh, I had moved to Austin from New York a few years prior. Okay. And um, one of my friends from high school is living here and she's the one who took me to the class. Awesome. I know it does oftentimes start with a Groupon or Lifebook or, or something like that. <laughs> Weirdly enough. So, hey, those things are working, I think, in, in the instance of our industry. Um, but so we're talking because you have started uh, an active pole wear line called Artista. So 
I'm wondering what's your history? Do you have a history in fashion design or is it something that you? Yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted pole to be a bigger part of my life <laughs> and I wanted it to be all encompassing. And I think I thought there were a few ways to do that. One would be to be a famous pole dancer, travel, give workshops. And I'm so, you know, admire the women and men that do that. And, um, for whatever reason, I, I have a design background. I'm a licensed architect, and that's what yeah. I was doing years before. And um, design is is part of my calling as well as dance. So this spoke to me. I've also always wanted to have my own business and very entrepreneurial, spirited, um, very bad at probably being an employee. So. <laughs> I know, the feeling. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Oh, and so um, you, what year did you start Artista? Well, the idea came in 2013. There was not a lot of activity, I would say. I didn't really get <laughs> off the ground until 2014. And um, I have actually only been full time in this venture for a year and a half. So the summer of 2015 is when I moved the business out of my house, when I for real quit my other job and it's been only this. So this is your full-time gig and you have an out of home where we're, if anyone who's watching the video right now, you have an amazing setup behind you. So yeah. Okay. So it's still, you know, it's been about a year, year and a half full-time. Cool. So tell us about like, what's the process? Where are your things produced? Who's doing the designing? Like what, what's um, all of that process like for you? Okay. So I am self-taught. Uh, I, I do make all of the designs myself um, with the exception of a very recent uh, addition. We have a new designer on board. So <laughs> the business is growing. It's not just me anymore, but in the beginning it was. And I, I do have a funny story, uh, if you want to hear it. Yes, please. So I, I did not have a, I don't have a fashion design background. I knew a little bit about sewing. Um, my mother and grandmother sewed beautifully when I was a kid. Um, I was probably a little too impatient to take the time to learn. You know, I knew like some of the basics. Yeah. Not really. Um, <laughs> and when I got serious about starting this, I I tried to put together my first design and something I want to grab something from back here. So um, something you may not think about is if this is going to be the finished width of say your waistband, um, you can't cut it this big. You got to cut it this big, right? Cause you're you going to sew up some extra, of the edges. Yes. For those just listening, Megan's it. holding up a pair of like cute little pole shorts that are polka dot, but she's, you know, the waistband. Okay. I mean, I don't know how to sew. So. <laughs> well, so ni neither did I really. Um, I did, I did learn pretty quickly, uh, by making mistakes. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the, the funny part of the story is the first, pair of pole shorts that I made turned out to be a thong because, <laughs> <laughs> because you because measured I, exactly yeah. and no inseam extra allowance yeah it was a it was a terribly it was a terribly sewn thong uh, <laughs> so wait so long way. yeah you sew everything no not oh. anymore um that 
you it, used well, to sew everything? Yes, but <laughs> I really hate admitting that. That was such a rough part of the beginning. And um, to anyone who's interested in getting into fashion design and doing your own thing, don't do what I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> do not take it all on. Um, I wait. I did. It was a production was a scary thing for me. And I didn't uh-huh. know. I didn't know how to make it happen. And for a while, my answer was, I'll just, I, I can do it, right? I'm an yeah. endless resource. I can not sleep. I can do this. And um, all I did was burn myself out. And I think anyone who has a dream, has ambition, um, it's an easy pitfall. A lot of people do it. We run ourselves too ragged because we're so excited about something. Um, so, yes. In short, in the beginning, everything, if, if any of you have 2014 Artista items, they were sewn by me. <laughs> in your um, own personal sweatshop that you set up for yourself. Delegating yeah. is like scary if you've never done it before. It is actually. Um, I'm in business school right now. And <laughs> my intention was to probably get the degree before I started a business, but I was a little too impatient. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Management is tough. Management is not a skill that I had the opportunity to practice before starting this. And it's very rewarding now. And um, having a team is probably one of the most, if not the most rewarding things about this. I love working with other women and I love giving other people a place to be able to shine and bring their talents. And um, it is probably the coolest thing I've ever done career-wise. How many people are on the team? Right now, there's five. So we're still very small. So what do they, what are, is it all people in production or do you have like marketing people or well, how's that now, delegated? Okay. So I guess the team is a little bigger than what I just said. The in-house uh, physical team yeah. is five. That is manufacturing and design. So we have a designer as well. Oh, cool. Um, and I still... I still design things too. There's two new top styles coming out for Black Friday. Um, one Ooh. of them is mine and the other one is my my new designer's uh, top. So really exciting. Yeah. Um, but yes, actually, um, I didn't think of that. We have a larger network. I do have a social media manager. Um, I do have other support that is, um, you know, external. Yeah, it took a couple years to get there, which totally makes sense. But it's like you grew organically. So and so what inspires your designs? Is it like, okay, when you originally started, you just wanted more variety or like, um, what, what kind of and what like limitation things like that for pull? And then also like, what is just the overarching ethos of your brand like I feel like you have a larger vision that then maybe boils down to the design and informs it so let's start with that what's like your your brand vision of Artista the the earlier the earlier question about wanting to see other things on the market yeah uh, so so I did start pulling in 2011 back then there was very little on the market. I think almost nothing. And I did. I do remember going to, um, like exotic clothing stores to try and mm-hmm. find stuff. I think I also wore some volleyball shorts or whatever. <laughs> Bikini whatever bottoms. Yeah, not a, not a lot available. Um, and that has changed a lot, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I mean, there's actually there's probably a plethora of pole brands now, um, and I think I kind of. I'm in between. I wasn't the first one and I'm not, 
you know, I, I was knew. a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, but at the time, so 2011, at that time, um, I couldn't find anything to fit me. And I'm not technically, I'm not a plus size, but I'm also not a size zero. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to like the exotic stores and barely it, or not at all fitting into the large or the extra large and thinking like, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, Seriously, uh, there's nothing makes you feel worse about yourself than going to like, I used to go to those on Hollywood Boulevard all the time. And I'd be like, this large is like a baby small. I don't understand. Right. <laughs> right. There, there's a different sizing chart for, for exotic dancers, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the next thought that came right after that, the what the hell thought was, what does anyone do who's a larger size than me? And at the time, I was probably like a size six. Um, oh, jeez. And I remember, I just remember thinking, like, where do people find clothes? How, how does anyone make this work? And um, I started researching. I started, I went to Pole Expo for the first time in 2013, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, I started talking to friends. Um, and a lot of my initial founding principles comes from conversations that I had with other women. So I wanted to hear what people wanted. I felt that that was extremely valuable. And while, you know, this stuff represents my style, for sure. Like, mm -hmm. I like the, um, I don't know what you would call it. I feel like we're the classy brand or we're it's... like the, the pretty, pretty and, you know, like I'm this, I'm this sweet, cutesy kind of. Yeah, for those. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen it, go, it's, what's your website real quick? So people are like listening, they can like scroll on it on their phone. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's long. It's Artista, which is artist with an A. So artistaactivewear.com. Yeah. And so I would describe it as it's less sporty, um, but more like, uh, like, yeah, like sweet, girly, like you have like the sweetheart, um, necklines. Um, it's definitely not like, trashy or overly trendy or anything like that and like i love well, myself some trendy or some trashy and totally <laughs> yeah there's totally a good market for that and yeah. i love you know i love a trashy piece from time to time yeah. um i'm not i mean look at me come on like i like <laughs> you know i look like i'm wearing a, i'm wearing a sport coat so i'm definitely not going to embody the rocker chick <laughs> very well it's just not me um it's but perfect for competition pieces it's absolutely like got style it's stylistic uh but it, it's covered it covers so thank you well that yeah. was important um pso for a long time did have the gluteal fold rule and mm -hmm. they've kind of become the large national competition in pole um, so that, that was a huge requirement from a lot of my clients is that it needed to, uh, cover things and be secure. So obviously that's, that's a basic requirement of pull clothes. Um, but the, the sizing I think was unique at the time. I was unaware of any other brands, not to say that they weren't out there, um, that were doing such a range of sizes. And I was proud to offer that pull is a... Pole is an amazing industry to be a part of. It's uh, a lot of people find themselves in the sport. A lot of people find their voices, find their sexuality, um, find their power. And part of that is accepting your body and is accepting you the way you are and then feeling beautiful too and feeling good in the clothes that you wear. And I was, I was very, very happy to, to take that on and um, to realize that it, 
it really was, it was important to me. It was important to me personally. And then I realized it was important to be able to give that to other women as well. Yeah. You go up to triple X and down to extra small, right? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty broad range there. Because it's a total of seven sizes. And um, if you equate that to dress sizes, it is from about a zero double zero to a 20 slash 22 in, in U.S. Uh, women's clothing sizes. Yeah. And we also have a smaller offering for men and my men's stuff runs from small through extra large. Yeah, that was on my list of things to talk to you about because um, I notice when I look at your, well, your offerings and also when I look in your advertising, if I look on your social media, if I look at who models your clothes on the site, it seems like diversity is a really important issue to you. And I respect your brand highly because of that you have but men and women you have you know and you just don't offer the larger sizes you have models as the larger sizes as well um and you celebrate that you have people of different uh colors and cultures um all as a part of your brand and it seems like diversity is just really important to you yeah <laughs> yeah, nope, you, you got that right. I nailed it. Do you feel because um, for those who don't watch this and haven't figured it out yet, I'm a white woman, but sometimes I get sick of the skinny white chick thing everywhere and that can happen in polls sometimes. So um, I feel like being able to celebrate And recognize that that's not the only people who are successful in this activity is like a super important, um, a super important thing for businesses to take on as well as media and things like that. So, um, how do you like, how do you choose the brand, the, um, like performances and things like that that you associate with and the models you associate that with? So, um, I'll say a couple of things about this. The first is that, Everyone, no matter who you are, can identify with experiencing insecurities mm-hmm. and can identify with feeling like an outsider. Um, it's it's something that everyone, unfortunately, probably has the opportunity to experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm no different. And it is important to provide a platform for all voices to be heard and for everyone to be of value. And I think that I figured that out when I started choosing to value myself. And I know that sounds a little like emotional or (laughs) not at all, whatever, (laughs) but, um, I, I do credit pull as part of that journey. So it is only natural that my poll based company would embody that vision. Um, the more you accept that like, Hey, I'm insecure about this and I'm going to love myself anyway, the more you're able to connect with other people and the more you're able to validate others' stories. Right. So, um, I haven't experienced, let's say racism the same way that a black woman has, but I have experienced prejudice as as a woman. Um, and that, that is a frame of reference that I can use 
to sympathize and the things that I don't understand and I haven't experienced firsthand, I can listen. I can value that voice. Um, so that really has not a lot to do with, with the company directly, but that has to do with me. And, and then frankly, everything that comes out of here is, is directed by me. It is, it is, this company is an embodiment of my voice, which is cool. It's, it's so awesome that I get the opportunity to do that. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was the next (laughs) part of the question? (laughs) Well, no, I just wanted to know if you had initially set up, was diversity one of like your initial brand pillars essentially when you started? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Um, it was important to me to show different body types, uh, different types of women, include guys, because there are guys in full and mm-hmm. they matter too. And um, I want them to be represented represented, and um, have, have you know, shiny things to wear too. <laughs> they got to look good too on the pole. Yeah, they have to have options, you know. Um, yeah, I just thought of that, like, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on at this point was a because I met you when I just moved to Austin last week, and you are a fellow Austin polar. So I was like, well, I need to have, you know, my first podcast back has to be someone from Austin, duh. Um, And then also, but you know, we just had the US elections. And I've, you know, a lot of people have been thinking about that. And I've, you know, been thinking like, I think it's the responsibility of businesses um, and, you know, media outlets and things like that. To, it's to, it's more important now to show diversity and support diversity in all areas, because if not, I feel like we get into dangerous places and I don't want to go into politics. But I don't know. I was just like, artista embodies like what I feel like society should be which is like wow. you know showing well, yeah of course i it was one of the things that i've been following you for a while and that was one of the initial things i noticed i think that you um you're a supporter of maybe dangerous curves or is that correct like how do you choose the companies that you are a supporter of the poll the poll companies well, um, I have the great fortune of having a lot of people reach out to me. So even if I'm not as well informed about all of all of the events, because there are a lot of them, um, Poll is a very self-starter community. So mm-hmm. a lot of the businesses, competitions, companies, um, we're all you know we're all individuals that have chosen to to lead a, a life less conventional, right? Yes. Um, so everyone's out there hustling. And um, basically, like, if you're interested in including our brand as part of your event, call me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chances are, like, yeah, we're down. Um, dangerous Curves, for sure. So I have a couple of brand ambassadors that are a part of that Um Keely Alvarado won the show a few years ago, and prior to uh, the transition, it's now owned by Tasha Ostrander. Yeah, um, we had Roz Mays on before, Roz and Mays. she told us all about that. So go back to Roz Mays's episode. Anyone who wants to learn more about Dangerous Curves, go on. Yes. So she, Roz, is also a brand ambassador for us, and um, I loved what she was doing. So of course, I was happy to support her. We actually just got back from Melee on the Bayou last weekend in Houston, and that is run by another one of my brand investors, Crystal Belcher. 
It is a fantastic show. So you've just missed it this year, but go next year for sure. Yes, I was there. I can, I can back this up. It was such a fun show. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, she puts on she puts on a really fun event. Yeah. So, um, and I think maybe another thing that I like to do is hang out with the the other little guys, if that makes sense. Like, I'm pretty humble about where I'm at. I'm a smaller business. I'm growing. Um, with any like luck and hard work, I'm gonna be a big business someday. Like, I have big mm-hmm. dreams. It's gonna happen. Um, and all of us should get there together. So yeah. I love hanging out with the other self-starter, you know, first-timer little shows, um, people that are up and coming in their career as pole artists and are getting signed for the first time as brand ambassadors. Like, you guys are my people all the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I love, like, it's a community. I love supporting other people. It's uh I think I said this earlier when I was talking about getting the opportunity to have a team here. Um, apparently it's, it's a calling of mine. Like it really speaks to my heart. I love, I love inspiring other people. I love, um, empowering other people. I especially love empowering other women. It's, it's where it's at, man. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Especially, uh, this time in, in history, I feel like girl power is, fucking major man <laughs> it is okay yeah and so i did want to respond to to what you said bringing up the election yeah um yeah absolutely it's important to continue to be vigilant to be um active with your voice and if anything i feel that you know the election results are a great are a great challenge a great invitation to us all to as a call to action um, I think that I, whatever, I'm a Hillary supporter. I, uh, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely banked on her winning. I was one of the many people that thought, surely there's no way. Um, so now that I don't have another woman in place to do the job and allow me to be lazy, it's my job to be more active and to get more involved probably in politics, get more involved in local community um, I'm growing up. I'm an adult. We all, we're all growing up. We all need to look out for one another. Um, it's not every man for himself. And that attitude is, is never going to fix things. Um, definitely. This is a call to action. Um, it's not, I think it's not what a lot of people wanted, but, um, it's an opportunity for us. Yeah, I mean, it's happened. It is what it is. How are we going to react now? I mean, obviously, everyone mourn in their own time for those who are mourning. Um, And I've been on social media for the past, you know, week and a half or however long it's been. And, you know, it's no secret that a majority of the poll community is liberal. And it's because we're women and that we're disgusted by the fact that someone um, shows such blatant um, disrespect for for females. Um, Again, if you're a Trump supporter and you have your own reasons, you have your own reasons. But if I've learned... And that's fine, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, but, you know, me thinking like, well, shit, like exactly what you said, like we can't put all of, you know, our responsibility into one person. So it's like, I've been thinking like, man, community is so damn important. Like, you know, especially amongst women, like we need 
a community where we're empowered, where we're honored, where women of all sizes and, you know, ages and, you know, colors and economic backgrounds can be included and celebrated and have an opportunity for success. And I've just been thinking of pole as like a microcosm of all, like Mm -hmm. we need to build this up because you know what, like, I think the, my pole sisters and my pole brothers, who I know support pole sisters, like take shit a, a way lot less than maybe someone who doesn't have that type of support or empowerment in their life. So like micro communities like our own are freaking important, you know, and having celebrating diversity within it is super important, you know, especially when we have, you know, we're going to have a president who values who in the past has valued women on what they look like and you know as women we need to rise up above that and you know we don't need we don't need to um depend on our president to support that we can support that on our own well i have two things i want to ping off of that um one is i uh i choose to remain in denial and (laughs) um hope that hope for the best hope that um, the things that he did say during his campaign were um, tactics to win votes. I don't know if that's true, but um, I'm going to I'm <laughs> going to remain hopeful on that. And um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the poll community. So think about um, me as an example, I guess, someone who doesn't have a doesn't really have a business background um, or even a fashion background, but <laughs> just an intense desire and um, think about the value of the community, what I was given. I don't know that I would have been able to do this same thing, say in the yoga community, just because it is huge. It is already, uh, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of yoga pants out there. Um, I do have some yoga clothes, but um, I think that choosing this industry it was natural as well as intentional. And this is such a fantastic place to get your start. I want to encourage anyone else who has a business dream, um, lean in on this community. Like these, my, my first customers were all my friends, (laughs) you know, uh, my first customers were 90% of, of, of them were probably out of Austin and, and then I, you know, got a little foothold in a Dallas and then I went to Pole Expo with my stuff for the first time. And um, community is what makes things possible for others. We we support each other, whether it's just simple emotional support, like, hey, I'm really excited for you. You can do this, whether it's financial support. Yes, I would love to buy your clothes. <laughs> um, and the inclusiveness that exists in our community um, has been what I've been able to fall back on in times when I have really thought, like, shit, what did I get myself into? <laughs> or, like, when I'm having a bad day or a bad month or whatever. Um, having having something as small as someone telling you that they like what you're doing, they're excited for you, they can't wait to see you at this event, like, man, that just turns your whole day around. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot of that that exists in poll. So take it, contribute, and take advantage of that, too. 
Yeah, and I mean, you're supporting small business, which is just good for, you know, economically and just because I feel like we're turning into that type of um, society where maybe like corporations that maybe supported our parents' generation aren't going to support our generation. So it's great to be able to support smaller businesses who are, you know, working on their own. And you're right. That is the pole community is so like still punk rock right now, like DIY. Um, you know, there's no just like huge money being thrown at us and it's not oversaturated like yoga yet. So, and if, you know, as more businesses emerge, more awareness of pole, you know, we mm-hmm. talk about this when we have dancers on, like, we need more awareness of polls and so we need more appreciation polls so that people are buying tickets to go see shows and, yeah. you know, and just growing, growing, growing and in a positive way. I do want it to grow. Yeah. Um, definitely. And, and consider how lucky we are that we got to be a part of it when it was so small. I can't wait to look back in five years or 10 years and yeah. see this thing is just a massive. I, I feel like it already is. Maybe, maybe it's not, but in my world, it's big. Yeah, it it is. And especially when I talk to people, when we have people on the podcast that started in 2005, you know, we feel like, you know, oh, my goodness, it's just blown through the roof. But not really. Like, I still have so many friends who have no idea what pole is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, there's still lots of room to grow, I think. And you're right. We're still in the pioneering stages, though. So we mentioned some of your brand ambassadors. And I love that you don't necessarily just align, you talked about this, but you just just don't align yourself with the huge pole stars. You align yourself with people that you think are, you know, important in the industry. So who else are some, you had Crystal Belcher and. Sure. So the big pole stars are important too. Um, Of course. I, I like aligning myself with the up and coming people. Cause like I said, I consider myself to be up and coming as well. Um, it's an opportunity. It's a mutual opportunity for both of us. Um, on deck, I, I think currently I have 12 or 13 ambassadors oh, wow. and a handful of new ones that are joining for next year. Um, I am for the first time stepping out of pole. So I have a plus size model who is going to be an ambassador for us. I also have an up and coming, uh, wrestling badass. She's making a name for herself in the wrestling world which is totally another, like, it, it's bigger than pole. It's mm-hmm. older, but it's totally, like, a pole-type uh, sport there. And um, she's joining us and uh, just some more great people from the pole world. Yeah. I always think, that's funny you say wrestling. I always equate us with roller derby for some reason. I have no idea. Sure. Like, <laughs> maybe we both bruise a lot. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I feel like aligning with other, you know, um, pursuits makes total sense i would recommend i love your blog and your site and i recommend people because you just did an interview with this wrestler so i recommend people going and checking out your blog on your website because you give um space to your ambassadors to you know to speak and to for us to learn about different people so it is my goal to um reach out to other areas um i do i mean it's great it's great for it makes great business sense because it's a larger market right if we're adding other markets um but also it's bringing it's bringing the awareness of pole to Mm -hmm. those people too 
Super true. Yeah, I was wondering because I noticed you had like, you know, yoga pants and streetwear and things like that available. What is, would you say the percentage is of your sales that is pull versus not pull? Just, you know, very rough. And then do you, uh, you kind of answer my next question. So you see value in expanding outside a pool just to make a more like active wear type of line. That's for business. Well, I think that the majority of what we sell is still pole wear. Okay. And I think that that is intentional and guided by us because um, I still do all pole events, right? Mm-hmm. So we travel as a vendor to a number of events and locations throughout the year. And to date, um, I've only really tested a couple of events outside of this market. So um, while our sales are primarily pole, I think that's also still on me because that's where we market. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, for, you know, we were talking before about encouraging people to, you know, if they have business sensibilities and want to start something pull related to just fucking give it a go, give it a try, (laughs) probably don't leave your full-time job right away, but you know, maybe, um, Yeah. yeah, maybe, follow that vision. So let's talk about what is the reality of being full-time businesswoman in pole? Like what's your travel schedule? Like, are you selling mostly online or in person? Um, what, what kind of events are you going to? Let's hear the reality of it. So I have a funny quote. Um, the reality of being in business for yourself is that, let's see, how does it go? An entrepreneur is the only person who will quit a 40 hour work week so that they can work 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's extremely accessible to me. Uh, my shop is intentionally close to my home. So I, um, I'm here, I'm here in the mornings. I get here fairly early in the morning. I stay until about five or six. I go home for a few hours, uh, go to the gym. I come back and I'm here normally until midnight or one o'clock. And, um, I don't, it's not every day, but man, I get like anyone who gets into a routine, it gets a little bit addictive. And, uh, I do love seeing things happening here. And, uh, it's hard to not like, Oh, I was just going to go back for a few hours or I can't tell you how many times I said, I've just, I've left something there. I'm just going to go back and pick it up. And four hours later, it's like, oh, I really need to go home. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, You're working on like, uh, Oh man. Um, so the website marketing, um, frankly, like any, anything from real business to cleaning up around here, <laughs> yeah. like any, anything I'm the. I'm the marketer. I'm the janitor. I'm, I'm everything. Um, cause I can't help it. I'll just, I want to, you know, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> you then, better uh, love it. If you're doing it 80 hours a week, you know, sure. As far as, uh, traveling, I, I, we've been traveling a lot this year. I have the great fortune of having my brand ambassadors spread out throughout the United States. So in many cases, Either only I or will travel myself and another person or um, a few times this year I didn't travel at all. And um, I can count on those people to kind of lend support depending on what area of the country we're going to be in. Oh, wow. And um, I would love, like, I'm trying to figure out how to justify international travel for next year. (laughs) Yes. It's expensive, but 
I'm like, yeah, I mean, we really need to get our clothes into wherever I feel like going. Not Paris. It needs to be in Paris. It's a huge and market Prague. You should probably go to Prague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is most, do you find that you really do have to go to the events to get, is, is it worth it for the brand awareness going to all these events and conferences? It's starting, yeah, I'm sorry. I cut you. Uh, no. It's, start, it's starting to be bigger than me, but um, for a long time I do. I think it was really important because nobody has the, you know, love and deep conviction for your creations as much as you do, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, No one is going to love them and promote them as much as me. Now, I'm so lucky. I do feel like that's changing. I do have people who are genuinely excited. Um, Again, it's like all the the ground up self-starter, you know, individual businesswomen, they get it. They, they embrace the idea. They're excited. They want to be a part of it. So things, things are definitely changing. I absolutely have people that I can count on, um, that, that I trust that do, you know, do amazing by me, do great by the brand. Um, so I'm, I, I do have that option now. Uh, however, I love it. And, and once I get out there and I start talking about it, um, it's like a, it's like a momentum building thing and uh, I really can't shut up. So I know you said we only had an hour. <laughs> you're going to have you to have just... as long as you want. Don't worry. <laughs> so it sounds like that the event traveling is a necessity. Sometimes it's not always you, but do you think that, you know, not, we don't need to like talk money, money, but like. Online or events? What What do you think is a majority of you get a majority um, of your income? I think it is a, I am not looking at numbers right now, but I think it is a very healthy mix of the two. Okay. I will 50, say, 50. I will say that, so I'll do, I'll do really well at events. Um, however, it costs a lot of money to go to events. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, online is absolutely going to be more profitable because what are you doing? You're, you know, you're sitting in the same location and just shipping things out. Um, however, in order to get people aware of the brand and actually to your website, <laughs> yeah. you have no choice. You've got to get out there. You've got to let people know that you're there. And um, yeah, I do stuff like definitely do social media marketing and all of that, but, um, nothing is, I, I think for clothing, especially nothing is as, as satisfying as seeing it in person. Yeah. People want to try it on. People want to, and then once they know, okay, I'm a size medium, then they can just reorder from your website. But, um, and you know, having, you have really nice photography on your site and stuff. So I'm sure that helps. Yeah. Very creative. Like what you mentioned it just briefly now, but let's a little bit more biz questions. Like what, what's your social media kind of like, is that, um, do you, is there like a strategy that you have or that, you know, do you find like the blog is really effective or you kind of like over the blog and more into Instagram or like what, what do you find works for you? I'll be very, very honest. Yeah. I'm a big picture person. Okay. I am terrible at research and <laughs> analytics because I don't feel like it. Um, so I, do have, <laughs> I do have someone else who looks at those things oh, cool. and, and helps me. Um, from like a from an intuition feels perspective, um, I think we I think we do well on Instagram. 
I, I do have an analytics program that shows me how often the blog is viewed and uh, the blog's actually been great. Oh, and, cool. um, the, I think when we very first started out, I was a little hesitant about being super open with my voice and um, it wasn't even really my voice because every, uh, every blog is actually done by a guest writer, but I um, was trying to straddle that line between saying something real and um, not offending anyone. Yeah. It was just tough to do. Oh, yeah. We and, just talked politics. We totally just <laughs> uh, crossed that line. So <laughs> Right. Right. So um, I would say the more... And I know this and everybody knows this, but you got to sometimes you have to relearn it. Um, the more real you can be, the more honest you can be. That's what's going to connect with people. Uh, so some of the some of the blogs we have that are just pretty frank and um, open like that. That is what's interesting to people. Why? Why? Why do you want to read a piece that's been whitewashed? Right. You don't. Yeah. If people are interested in you know, writing a blog post, can they reach out to you? Do you accept like submissions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I work with a handful of really talented guest writers and they pitch ideas. Um, I think we've touched on this a number of times, but my company is about um, taking other people's feedback and opinions and ideas and melding them into something that we all like. And the same is true of the blog. So um, so what is the trajectory then of Artista moving forward? Like you said, you you mentioned already before that you want to grow it big, you want to be a bigger business, and that you're exploring other activities like wrestling and streetwear, yoga, but what else do you have? So streetwear, yoga, wrestling, pole, that's the that's all the client into the business, right? Yeah. If we're talking internally about where we're going, uh, this company is unique. It is definitely, if, if you were going to go into the athletic wear market and do it right and make a good profit, you wouldn't do it the way I've been doing it. <laughs> uh, you would, uh, you'd probably contract with a factory overseas and get a thousand things made at a time. And, um, that, that's not, that was never within my capability. Those aren't the type, the kind of funds that I started with. And also it's not the vision that I had. So I like to think that I'm growing a very unique culture here. Uh, something that I'm really proud of, something that I probably missed in my first career professional life. Um, it's a place where it's a, it's a creative space for sure. Um, it's all us manufactured and made, which I think people know. You're really a job creator. Cool. Yeah, I like that's that. That's important. Like that be, yeah, a job creator made in the USA. That's important. I, I, really, um, I really love the opportunity to grow other people's um, ambitions and designs and be a part of their careers too. So absolutely, I want the business to grow because I want more opportunity for my people and for myself. And um, I just, I, lo- I love what I do. I love what we do. Uh, so that's not a very specific trajectory, 
but definitely onwards and upwards is we didn't need I'm numbers going. and charts. We just, you know, what how you responded was perfect. <laughs> and seeing like what drives you is super cool. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So going into the second part of this interview, the standard questions I ask everyone. First is who is your pole crush? Um, well, since last Saturday, <laughs> uh, I was at Melee on the Bayou and I saw Carmine Black do about the goddamn sexiest routine I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Um, it was it was a piece of artwork. It was freaking beautiful. Um, I totally girl crushed on her afterward. I walked up to her and I was like, oh, my God, that was so awesome. Can we be friends on Instagram? <laughs> she was like. Yes, we can calm down, you know, um, she was, she was a, a very sweet person and, um, just a, like amazing on stage. So she um, just won the dance filth, the first she did, dance filth in the U S and do you know who else competed in that thing? I mean, that was some stiff competition for sure. Carmine um, was the second guest on the podcast. So if anyone is newer to listening to the podcast, go back episode number two, we talked to Carmine black and yeah, she, um, it was very crushworthy and I love you. It's like everyone I talk to, it's either like it's Felix Kane and I've had that crush on her since 2006 or it's like, well, the, my crush this week is because every oh, week really? it's like someone <laughs> new and juicy coming on. And it's true. My crush changes like yes. <laughs> weekly as well. There are so there are so many people out there to love and so many different types of performance. So I'm definitely one of the ones that, Yeah. I, uh, I crush on a lot of different people for sure. Yeah. Carmine's a good one. Um, and so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? Well, guys, I, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think we're doing a lot of things right and I'm honored to be a part of it and I'm by no means one of the originals, right? I've been, I've been here for five years now. Um, so I'm, I'm honored to even be asked that question. I would like to see, I would like to see the pole community continue to grow. I feel that that growth is going to add to our success. It's going to add to the financial success for everyone who's out Mm -hmm. there hustling, busting a move, um, teaching, spending workshops, events. Uh, it can only, it can only get better for us. Um, I think we're really unique. And so maybe the only other thing is let's, let's protect the things that we care about as we grow, right? Mm -hmm. We can be big without being corporate. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I agree without selling out to the devil or anything like that. We can, you know, stay positive. It's good. And no one's, no one's put it like that before. I really like it. Thank you. (laughs) Sure. And I support that. Um, and so do you have anything coming up that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, any place you'll be vending or you said you have a couple new designs coming out for um, Black Friday. Super exciting. So you, you caught me at a really great time. Today is November 16th. Um, Black Friday is next week. We're going to be having, um, a super massive sale. I frankly don't even know what it's going to be yet. I just know everything's going to be discounted. And in addition to that, I have a ton of new styles that are finally being posted onto the website. They've been in development for a while and um, two new top styles 
One of the main pieces of feedback that I get from women at events is a lot of people would like to see um, the molded cups in in the actual tops. Oh, yeah. So we have two new tops that now have that. Oh, nice. Um, so it's more, it's it's a combination sports bra, actual bra, I guess. Uh, something that has more shape and coverage and... Uh, I'm really excited to see how it does on the market. And then, of course, like always, fun new fabrics and prints. Like, I cannot, I cannot help, help <laughs> it. I, I buy, you, you would be horrified to see <laughs> how many bolts of fabric are in this studio. Um, I can't help it. Anything I see that's cute, I'm like, yeah, that could work. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, you send me one of those, too. Uh, I'm like the, I'm like the fabric, fabric supplier's dream client. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I'm going to put your website and um, your social media in the show notes so people go can go on and sign up for your newsletter because I'm assuming you're going to shoot out a newsletter with the sales and Definitely. we all got to – so that's a tough day to not spend money. So might as well be spending it on pole wear. <laughs> and, um, and small business too. Yes. You know, if you don't, if you don't need any new pole wear – um, look for a small business to support. Yeah, Walmart doesn't need more money. Those fuckers are rich as hell. So <laughs> support well, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And so before I let you go, can you leave us leave us with an empowering quote or message or story? Anything to just sign off with? Ooh. Um it's a quote from my friend. Uh, I hope she doesn't mind me calling her, her out. Her name is Nia Burks. She's a brand ambassador of mine. I know Nia. She's an awesome person. Yeah. She helped um, you at Pole Expo. She did. And she helps me in a lot of other ways too, because she's one of my best friends. And, uh, or she, we, we started out as a completely professional relationship through this business and have grown to really, I think, love one another. But Aww, um, that's... she gave me she gave me maybe the best advice I've ever received in my life. It's very simple. It is do do the scary thing. Do the big, scary thing. Um, that's my message to people today. It's advice that I didn't want to hear. But I'm, so <laughs> glad, I'm so glad that I got it. And, um, if you think about it, like I could still be, I could still be working as an architect in a corporate job. I could, uh, none of this could exist. And it does because, um, I did the big scary thing. And, uh, if there's something in your life that's bothering you, that's sort of here and you don't really want to address it, um, it's probably because there's some fear attached to it and, um, the only real way to address it is to fucking address it, <laughs> uh, is to do it, whatever it is. And you know what that means for you, whether that's in your professional life, your relationships, um, your family, whatever it may be. Um, that's like a, that's like a Nia and, and my way of saying, just do it. Just go for it. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's great, girl. I love it. And Megan, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> do the thank scary you. thing. And thank you for all that you do in the community and for sharing your story. This is really interesting. And a lot of us have no idea what goes on in, in pole business. So, And I know I talk to a lot of people who think about wanting to do something business-wise in pole. So um, that's so cool that you encourage people to to pursue that. Definitely. I mean, if it's a space where I had the opportunity, everyone else should as well. 
I'm I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Cool girl. Well, thank you and so thank much. You. Of yeah, course. thank you for for hosting a badass podcast. Um, for choosing me as a guest, I'm really honored because I know the other people that you talk to, and um, I feel like pole stars are way more interesting. But I'm so excited to be a part of this. So thank you. You're welcome. No, everyone brings value to the community: business owners, the pole stars, the non-pole stars. So, um, yay, pole world love. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Megan. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.